The Golfing Union of Ireland podcast. You're very welcome along to the GUI podcast with me, Alan Kelly. Well, golf clubs across Ireland and Britain are being encouraged to support a dedicated campaign to raise awareness of the health benefits of golf. The first ever Golf and Health Week takes place from the 15th to the 19th of April and will aim to encourage golfers, non-golfers and lapsed golfers into taking part in the sport. The collaborative campaign will run across digital and social media channels with everyone encouraged to use the hashtag Golf Health Week. The campaign will feature content focused on highlighting the physical and mental health benefits of playing golf and projects being delivered by golf bodies and clubs. And to discuss Golf and Health Week, joining me in studio are Mary Doyle, a former Irish women's close champion and currently a student at Maynooth University, where she's part of the Paddy Harrington Golf Scholarship Programme. And also with us is the current AIG Irish men's close champion and himself, a professional strength and conditioning coach, Robbie Cannon. You're both very welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Thanks, Alan. I think that those of us who play the sport know that there are health benefits to golf. Robbie, what are the main benefits? Um, well, the, I guess the main thing from a fitness standpoint is there has been studies, lots of research that it does add lots of years to your life from playing golf. Um, getting out and walking the golf course, you're getting your your required steps a day. Um, I think average is about 11, 12,000 steps for round of golf. So um, getting good cardiovascular health, it's a moderate intensity activity golf. Um, and just an interesting story there last week, a friend of mine was talking about leaving the golf club and not playing golf anymore. And I, I said to him, if you don't play golf, you're not going to get any any fitness in because that's all he does. And he actually never thought about that. So he's he's reconsidered his decision. Um, but like that's from the fitness and then obviously from a mental side, um, hanging out with your friends, playing golf. Um, it gives you something to, to be involved in as well, either, either to the club or in your own game, you're trying to improve your game. So lots of benefits from, from playing golf, from fitness and from mental. And Mary, you are involved in the Paddy Harrington Scholarship Scheme. There's lots of young people involved in that. The social side of that must be really important. Exactly, yeah. Like, it's kind of combining the walking and being out and being active with spending time with your friends and as well as, like, playing a sport in between. So it's really good to get out and be out for four hours in the air rather than being stuck up in school kind of studying so it's yeah it's a great way of combining like being active and being social at the same time must take away from the stress of exams and projects yeah a little bit yeah you're kind of out there you forget that you have like an essay due in the morning but um yeah it's a great way to kind of relax and take a break for yourself and robbie when you're out on the golf course yourself um do you find it's a, a distraction is it uh, sort of a uh, a relief from from what's going on back at home and in the office Oh, yeah, definitely. But it, it can also be stressful depending on how well you're playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, like sometimes it is hard to switch off from life um, out in the golf course. It depends on what's happening in your life with work and stuff like that. But because I, I'm, I'm playing obviously to a certain level, I really, it's part of my life golf. So um, I really put everything into it when I'm out there practicing. But it really, it's just a great sport to, to, to get into. Um, whether if you're you've never played it before or if you if you're just playing a little bit, um, putting everything into it can have so many great benefits for you. Coming into golf for the first time can be a little bit daunting, a little bit intimidating. Um, do either of you have any sort of advice for anyone maybe who's out there thinking about getting back into the game or maybe who's thinking about taking it up for the first time? And you know, 
breaking down those barriers to get out on the fairways and, 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 and get active? Um, I think like from working with Golfer Girls for Life with the ILGU programme and seeing young girls kind of starting off, um, I definitely kind of advise to go like maybe a friend and start off with someone who kind of knows a little bit about golf and get them to bring you out. So you kind of know the general rules, but also like you're starting off with a friend. So you know that like what your kind of your expectations might lower a little bit because it can be difficult to start off. But then you can kind of encourage each other to go out then. And it's like even if you don't play that well or if you're kind of nervous starting off, you're at least you're out in the fresh air and getting active. There's a, a sort of a, a perception out there that you have to be all muscle to go out and play golf. But golf has been proven to be very beneficial for older adults as well. And perhaps people who have come from other sports and Robbie, you've experience of, of other sports, being a strength and conditioning coach. Um, what is it about golf that makes it so appealing for maybe a second sport or for for those who want to be competitive later in life? Yeah, like Mary's from Leash, so she knows this. Yeah, I'm working with the Leash County footballers the last couple of years, and I'd say half of the guys on the team are, are mad golfers. Um, and people who retire from Gaelic football or other sports generally can go into golf because they've got good hand-eye coordination and they can pick it up pretty good. And they it's something that they can actually put their competitiveness into. Like generally people who play sport to any kind of high level, whether it's inter-county or club level, they're very competitive. And they want when they retire from that, they want to get into something to, to kind of use that competitiveness with. So um, it's, a, it's a very good sport for them to step easily into. One of the, I suppose, the, the benefits again of, of golf is your flexibility. Uh, you're, you're keeping all the muscle groups active. Um, how how does that work? I mean, it's obviously you've got the golf swing is keeping you mobile, but is it just a combination of the exercise, or is there special ex- you know stretches and warm ups that players should be doing? Yeah, uh, everyone is individual. Um, some people can be very very flexible, and they don't need to redo much mobility work. They need to strengthen themselves, and then there's some people who who can be very tight, and they obviously need to spend a bit more time on their mobility. And the best way of kind of finding that out is to is to go to a, a person, a professional who who can actually screen you and identify them them issues. Um, but yeah, th- the key thing is everyone is is different and generic programs, generic kind of exercises will do a little bit for you, but they're probably they're not best. They're not probably the best use of your time. Mary, in the Harrington Scholarship Program, what sort of um, strength and conditioning do you guys undertake uh, as part of the program? We actually have a really good program at the minute, especially this year. So we have um, a strength and conditioning class every Monday and Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. with our coach in Dalton. And then every Tuesday even we have a yoga class with Anne-Marie Kennedy. And to be honest, like this year we kind of structured it differently. So we kind of have three different phases depending on how much golf we're playing. So kind of in... We have like stage one where we're kind of still playing competition. We're just starting off in college and we're just trying to get our fitness back up slowly. And then once we've stopped playing golf completely, we start doing a lot of different strength work and trying to lift more weights and kind of build up our strength as well as keeping the yoga going to kind of keep that flexibility as well. And then this time of the year, we'd be in stage three. We were kind of like not lifting as much, but we're trying to keep our kind of cardio and our kind of fitness level up so that we can kind of still play and not be stiff and not have restricted motion in our swings and stuff but um i find that 
it's really helped improve my golf and it's really helped improve my recovery time. So if we're playing 36 holes and stuff, um, I'm not as sore in between rounds, but I'm also able to go out and play the next day as well and make good decisions on the course. Robbie, in relation to strength and conditioning, um, Damien McGettrick on Twitter asked us, in relation to juniors, at what age or physical stage of development um, should juniors consider strength and conditioning? This is a, a hot topic, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's an interesting topic in a lot of sports at the minute, um, especially over in the US and, and in, in the UK now with premiership teams. They're actually developing teams that... So we, ha- we have like our age, our actual age, chronological age, and then we have our biological age. So what I mean by that is, like, so an athlete could be 20 years of age, but they look about 15. And then on the other side of it, you could have a, a young kid who's 15, but he looks 20. So what they're doing in premiership teams now, they're actually trying to put lads together and girls together that actually are the same kind of height, same weight. So they developed a system for that, which is a great idea. So in answer, answering the question there, it all depends on, on how obviously how old he is, but also he how what kind of how far on his develop, development he is. But if he's he should be playing other sports at that if he's like I kind of tell people that they should be playing other sports right up until they get really, really serious or golf, which could be sixteen, seventeen. So they get all their, their fundamental movement skills taken care of from other sports. Um but I always advise people Get get the kids in for proper assessment screening, um, because it's impossible to tell otherwise. Is the strength and conditioning more maybe to do with injury prevention primarily, and not just building muscle and and, and power? Yeah, hundred percent. My number one motto is injury risk reduction. Um, you don't go into the gym to get injured. You go into the gym to make yourself more robust, improve your mobility, flexibility. Then it comes down to performance side, which can be your strength and your power, which is going to obviously add yards to your game, which will make the game easier because the, the further you hit it, research has shown, the easier it is. So, Another question that came in online from Greg, how important is diet? And we'll take this from the context of, you know, going out, uh, playing your golf. Um, what should you fuel up beforehand? What you should be eating during the round? Um, well, in our scholarship program, we actually have a nutritionist to kind of sit down at the start of the year and break down what we're eating and what we should be eating and how often we should be eating on the course. And I was kind of uh, surprised that I should be eating quite regularly, but just little bits. Whereas I used to just get to the ninth and kind of have like a big sandwich and then kind of be tired by the 12th that came along. So what he recommended was to kind of take it in three whole chunks and kind of eat a little bit and drink in between to kind of keep that energy level up rather than having a few dips in between and what sort of stuff are you eating on the golf course is it high energy bars um we're kind of eating a lot of protein bars like the fulfill bars and bananas and fruit and just water as well um i kind of take out kind of bags of nuts as well with me but yeah i'd be kind of eating a fulfill bar like little chunks every few holes and Robbie, if you are playing golf tomorrow and it's a, it's a big, big day, what's your preparation like from sort of 24 hours out? From a nutrition standpoint? Mm-hmm. Yeah, th- I think the most important thing about nutrition for golf, uh, for any sport, is what you have before you go out. So it does start with the night before the meal that you have. Um, obviously trying to eat as early in the evening as possible so it doesn't disrupt your sleep patterns. Um, then it, again it depends on if you're playing in the morning or if you're playing in the afternoon but you should be trying to eat something maybe 90 to 60 minutes before you're around the golf 
um, high protein, could be eggs, chicken, lean kind of protein sources, um, some veg, uh, some fruit, and plenty of water. I think like water is so important because if you're dehydrated going to the first tee, you're in big trouble because it'll affect your concentration, your, your performance. Um, but out on the golf course, yeah, Mary's kind of, fruit is great, like bananas, apples, um, nuts. I try and stay away from the too much of the protein bars because it um, depends on the quality of them. I think sometimes the protein bars, they can be, they can say that they're very, very healthy, but they're... Can be a lot of sugar in them. Yeah, when you when you look at it, they're not as, as healthy as they as they say. Like they can have a lot of soy protein in there okay. and stuff like that. So um, you just need to just be a little bit more careful on what you're what you're you're having with them. Paddy on Twitter asks, "What are your go-to exercises pre-round to warm up, Mary?" Um, I'm trying to think now. I do a lot of kind of movement exercises, so I'm trying to do a few squats and then trying to kind of swing my arms a little bit backwards to get kind of some sort of movement going rather than just stretching kind of statically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually trying to think. I'm not sure. Maybe Robbie might have a better idea. <laughs> yeah. The, the, don't, like, the best thing for warming up for golf is to hit golf balls. And don't let anyone ever say that that's not the, the correct warm-up. Yeah, going and hitting golf balls, going through the bag, maybe hitting four or five shots with each club or every second club. What I do is I tend to have one day I'll hit on the odd clubs and the next day I'll go on the even. And I'll hit probably five to six shots with each one. Um, before I head to the range, it depends on how my body feels and what part of the body uh, needs some work. Some days my T-spine, which would be kind of ribs, upper back, that might need a little bit of a, of a couple of exercises. Some days it could be my hips. Um, and that kind of goes back to, again, having an assessment, having a screen and find out what areas of your body needs to be mobilized, what areas of your body needs to be strengthened. Um, and some glute activation is always good with mini bands and stuff like that. So it gets you nice and uh, loosened up for the first tee. Um, just bringing it back to golf clubs and, and maybe focusing in on clubs you're familiar with. And there are. I suppose clubs out there that could that are involved in 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 really good uh, solid uh, fitness programs and have really good classes available. I know there's some some clubs run yoga you've mentioned and uh, other clubs are putting in gym facilities and in a, in a bid and attempt to be more I suppose family friendly and, and and sort of golfer friendly. What would what advice would you give to golf clubs in relation to additional activities that they can undertake in? in their club and maybe is there anything the restaurant and the catering staff can do or the bar staff to 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 look at the overall health picture in in golf um i suppose yeah as robbie said it kind of starts with nutrition and, and knowing the right foods to eat and staying hydrated but also kind of maybe introducing golf in a different sort of way using different sports to kind of get people active and kind of get, build up the fundamentals in a more fun way i'm trying to think golf for girls for life ran a really good program where the girls were kind of hitting balls with a baseball stick and trying to improve their hand-eye coordination that way rather than just hitting golf balls it kind of builds up the skills in a more indirect way in a more fun way maybe as well yeah and robbie anything that you'd advise golf clubs out there to do in terms of improving fitness for their members yeah, just on the nutrition side, a friend of mine, Daniel Davey from Food Flicker, he, uh, one of the uh, restaurants there, there's a few restaurants called Gourmet Food Parlor. They have uh, three or four things on the menu that he's actually kind of designed for them. So they're a lot, lot healthier, healthier options. So maybe the chefs could come up with something like that from the catering standpoint. 
Um, I have done several classes with several golf clubs over the last 10 years. Uh, last year, I ran a one night a week golf fitness class. Um, I think 60 signed up. It was very successful. Um, again, that's something that golf clubs could look into. Um, you mentioned there about golf clubs starting to get gyms in. Like in America, every country club has a gym and golf clubs are trying to hold on to members. If they have a gym as part of the membership, that's a, a huge carrot for somebody to stay there or to mm. recruit new members. So it's definitely something to to look into for, for each golf club. Yeah, I think the catering side of the bit of the golf industry probably needs a, to look at itself. I mean, there's so many really good golf clubs out there, but I can think of a handful that I've been to probably over the past five years where you go in and it's chips with everything and yeah. there's very little nutritional value to a lot of the things on the menu. I think that's that's something that clubs could, could do a lot of work on fairly easily. Yeah, definitely. And I really like that idea where you go into a restaurant and you have them three or four healthy options so you're, you kind of know that they're going to be Good for you, so. Well, thank you both for coming in. Golf and Health Week gets underway on the 15th of April. If you check out golfnet.ie, we'll have all the details there. The GUI National Golf Academy, home of Better Golf. Book clinics, lessons and classes online at bettergolf.ie.